Cool. <sighs> Welcome to Editor. Holy shit. Holy shit. We are on episode 100. I, yeah. Who would have thought we'd make it to 100? Not me. You didn't think so? <laughs> no, I did. I, I just don't feel like it's 100. I don't, I don't feel it's, like it's... It's you been know. two years minus a month. We're, right. We're just we, shy of a month. But we really, we have the over 100 episodes though, technically, right? Theoretically? Well, we did the, we did the week-long experiment. Right. So, you know, that was all episode 72, but there were seven parts of episode 72. You know, what's funny is when we were doing those, we were like, okay, they're only going to be like 15 minutes each because we're going to do them live. <laughs> they ended up being just regular length episodes. <laughs> Every single day of the week. <laughs> that was too much, man. But but I, we people loved it. That was like one of our, our best. Uh, if if we could somehow make this our full time job, we would just podcast every single day. That is a it's an interesting question to explore, right? And that was that was the thing that like was that got the inkling in my brain to like, can I vlog every day? Is there enough stuff is to talk really? about? I think that's really where like, is there enough stuff to talk about every single day? But there's, you know, there's got to be some throwaway days. But no, there's basically been something to talk about every single day. Every single day, yeah. So, and your vlog's still going strong. It's yeah. Uh, I've this the last couple of weeks has been really busy. So I've been like combining like three days into one. That's fine. Edit, yeah. but but yes, I am recording a little bit every single day. Right, right, right. Um, All we need to do is keep uh, you know playing with super expensive cameras and crashing cars and it'll and be a, get, you'll be a sensation <laughs> <laughs> you'll get all the views man man yeah just when the wild stuff happens people people love that for it, some reason it really is weird I don't get it. <laughs> why would people want to see a car accident you know what's funny <laughs> it's in the last two weeks <laughs> remember during the lego episodes our listenership like tanked yeah 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 our listenership we, is is has returned and also we've added what like what it would be like 15% more. Oh my gosh. Which is weird. So we're at the highest point we've ever been. Wow. And I know Linus is like, well, what's the number? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, Linus. You're not going to know. I'm just going to, I'm just going to let it hang. But my... it's, it's surprisingly, I, I, I'm surprised every day at like, because we get so little few comments, but the problem is, is like the comments come through YouTube and yeah. like, that's like the, it takes a, it takes significant load in YouTube to get a comment. Like the, the turnover rate for comments is really low. Sure. For every, for every, you know, 15 views, there's a single comment and, right. and so, our YouTube viewership isn't nearly as high as our RSS. Right. Subscription. So you're, you're getting to like, you know, approaching 700 sub subs and you're just barely hitting that point where you, when a video gets over a hundred views, you're starting to see inklings of comments. Yeah. Uh, beyond, cool. beyond just my very grateful f- that you do it, your comments. <laughs> Yeah, You're, I mean, you and my sister are like, yeah, the main comment. I, I love seeing Delaney in the chat, in yeah, the, in the in the comment section. It's great, uh, but but uh, yeah, and so and then also, I don't have we don't advertise our Twitter presence so much. Uh, the Twitter presence is really just the auto post from Squarespace where we yeah. post the episode. Otherwise, so, otherwise, because yeah. most of our engagement is our actual Twitter accounts. Exactly. So we don't. It, people often don't take that leap, you know. And occasionally it does happen. We get, we will get like a Squarespace form submission or, 
get something like that but it's been mm. it's been interesting like some we're not we're not as good as that as as uh our friend tom kelly no tom kelly is great he's running engaging. like multiple twitter accounts and multiple podcasts and they're all good he, that's the thing yeah like multiple twitter accounts multiple podcasts he's got a new baby uh i, I miss tom tom I, you know thanks for reaching out after all that happened uh you're awesome i had a cat Love hair in my eye i'm sorry if the, the baby's good watching the video yes tom kelly i hope you're getting sleep yeah keep Keep kick flipping. You see that he, you know, I'm going to put in the show notes maybe, but he, he had a bear across the street from his house. Oh yeah. <laughs> Way too close. Yeah. And he he's moved like, out he's to North Carolina and now it. he's like a mountain man. Yeah. He was already like mildly mountain man living in Colorado, but right, right. his mountain man. Mountain man meets punk meets skater. Yeah. Meets Love musician. It. Like uh, he's got the, he's got it all. Meets Taylor Swift. It's, it's <laughs> such a beautiful, what a combination. What a beautiful combination for a human. What a beautiful man. I love it. Tom, Tom Kelly. Kelly. Shout out, man. Um, okay. So I kicked it off. I said, holy shit at the beginning. That was holy a callback to episode one. What do you remember of recording episode one? We were in your office slash band room. Right. Which has now become a therapy room. <laughs> all of our family takes our sessions in there. Uh, but yeah, I remember I was not, I, you had just like made me make the website, something like that. Did then, we, re- did we record that first? We no, re- no. I had just built the website because it was like, you're like, you already have the site. You might as well just record or something like that. We might no, as well just I want to say it. we recorded the other way. The website. No, I had asked the <clears throat> website day. The launch of the website was we had recorded and I asked you if you edited it and I was like, Oh, have you gotten around to editing it? And you were like, yeah, I edited it like right after we recorded it. Cause I was so excited. And I was like, well, why haven't you launched it yet? And then was I like, well, the website's not made. And I was like, it's Squarespace. You just click five buttons and yeah. it's up. And that's honestly, if you look at our website, that's all it's that's been literally for the all last two years. There's a bunch of un, like a, a bunch of un, uh, you know, they're hidden pages. Sure. Uh, that are actually kind of fleshed out, but yeah, we don't, uh, yeah, we haven't launched them yet. No, but our page gets a weird, weirdly large amount of traffic for it being like the most bare bones Squarespace. Yeah. So there's this concept that there's a website, there's a podcast called dithering, uh, with John Gruber and Ben Thompson. Mm-hmm. And they started it as a membership podcast, five bucks a month or whatever. And you get, they do like two episodes a week. If you can't get enough John Gruber right. in your ears. Yeah. Cause you know, with the talk show and all that stuff. Uh, and they, the whole concept was like the, it's a podcast. So the podcast should live in a podcast feed. Like, so the website doesn't even really have episodes. It just shows you how to get the podcast. And then the whole <laughs> podcast exists in that feed. And it's like the feed is the website. The feed is everything about it. And their sites just basically redirect you to the feed. That's it. Hmm. So that is, is an interesting concept. So do you still have to pay for dithering or oh, do yeah, they make five, it five bucks yeah. a month? Yeah. Wow. You, they, they reduce it from three shows a week to two shows a week. Oh, you're not even getting your, the same value that you no. used to in it's still that fi- podcast inflation. Still 15 minutes on the dot. And I think every single episode has been exactly 15 minutes. That sounds terribly difficult, difficult to edit. <laughs> yeah. I think I, it might be a Jim Metz, Metzendorf. I think. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so yeah, you were like, I want to start a pod, like, like months before we recorded, you were like, I want to start a website and a podcast and we yeah. had over breakfast or brunch or something. And then at Benediction, a Benediction. Yeah. And this Fresno. is like the genesis of editor. And then I came over one day and I was like, well, let's just do a practice one. You know, let's, let's just practice. And I don't even remember, I have to go back and listen to what we 
like something had just launched and we talked about it. We gave our thoughts and we talked Wasn't about it how the we 2019 would... MacBook or something. It was like, no, it, it was, might've been the timing would have worked out. Yeah. I would have just gotten my 2018 late right. 2018 MacBook and like lamenting the fact that like I couldn't wait. I needed a computer. Right, right, right. And then the new one had come out. So then, yeah, we recorded and then like two days later, I, I had stopped by because I had borrowed something and I was bringing it back. And I was like, yeah, I'd have you edited it. And you're like, oh yeah, I did. And I was like, well, why isn't, let's just put it up. Let's, let's do it. And I just sat there until you built the Squarespace website. <laughs> you made and me. published the, yeah. would it have ever gotten done if I didn't make no, you? I don't think it would have. <laughs> no. Another, another recorded but not released podcast. Right. And here we are a hundred episodes later. Um, uh, yeah do you remember anything else about episode one yeah i feel like th- i'm almost positive that it was the 2019 that kicked it off for us because we talked yeah. about it i remember uh i think i was excited mostly about the gps we talked about storage space mm-hmm. yeah and now what's funny is like almost exactly two years later we got new macbooks we have the new macbook macbooks pro have you seen it in- in person yet no you have i have we'll come back to that i I still want to finish my retrospective though yeah me too um and then we made it to we made it to double digits and i was like this is awesome with 10 10 episodes not a lot of podcasts you know make it (laughs) yeah to 10 Uh, i remember you and you were like you were like so what we made it to 10 let's keep going and i was like no this is like this is momentous it's it's big and you're like keep moving (laughs) so we kept moving um the next big thing that I wrote down on our retrospective was, was the week long show. Right. Um, I what, loved it. I loved it. And yeah, I was just, I just remember like trying to rush home from work every time. Right. We did them all remotely, right? We did those all remotely. Cause by that time the pandemic had started. Had it? Wow. I think so. I don't remember. That's amazing. I think it was summer of last year. Yeah. I don't know. I know it was summertime. I know it was sweaty. You know me in time. I think it was summer 2020. And because I remember being sweaty running to each one of these recordings, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, making it home, plugging in stuff. But it was just like, oh, yeah, let's do it because we're all at home. And I'm like, I'm already running back in the field with a with a camera uh, filming stuff. Um, And we ended that with a live show and we invited our friends from the archive. Right. And that was fun. That was fun. And we, and we drank a little bit. We had, we had our, <laughs> our cocktails. Right. Was that the Genesis of the watermelon? No, the was that the first archive. The archive was listening live. They weren't on the show. If I recall, right? No, no, just... no. We were on the show. Cause Linus had like fallen off and we we're like, Linus, are you there? Linus, are you there? Linus, say no, watermelon. No, that was the that was the Markive episode, the first Markive episode. Okay, so that predated the yeah. week long. That episode, I think, is called Watermelon. Yeah, right. I I thought it was going to be called the Markive because it was the first time we introduced all of these people that we talk about all the time. Yeah, I remember them being in the live chat, like is what it was for the last episode. The last of the live. Okay, all right, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the okay, the first Markive episode was. Linus kind of disappeared and we had, we had a text chat going at the same time as we were recording 
And we were just like, Linus, where are you? Linus, say watermelon if you're still alive. <laughs> and then like 20 minutes later, watermelon. Yeah. And the whole Mark, I mean, that episode had really bad audio. Sorry. But the whole Markhive uh, bursts out laughing. And it's still to this day one, one, of, of, the one, of, our, one of our cherished uh, events in the Markhive. I think. Memes or whatever. Which leads me to the next um, moment that, that I think it was just you and me, but like the show came to a screeching halt because we just couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the lego thing the bid when you asked me to to guess how much your lego purchase cost with the coliseum hogwarts what else was in that per- uh, there was like diagon alley diagon alley yeah and then was it the space shuttle i think was it the space shuttle yeah um or maybe just the shuttle hogwarts and the space shuttle and then i bought diagon alley later but yeah something like that but you were like if you can guess how much all these legos cost with tax and shipping i'll pay for your and lauren's wedding and i got really close you got you got i got all the dollar disturbingly amount. disturbingly close i had all the dollars but uh, the change i was off right uh, <laughs> and i was geez. just like and i went like white because like i'm you know i'm gonna stand by my word but the it's <laughs> <laughs> like i have to explain this to my wife <laughs> That you that you squandered your your savings away on yeah. a on a on a gag on a bit. <laughs> Me, on a, I don't do bits ever. On a goof, I don't do bits. Um, uh, but yeah, that was fun. Um, I think we on the daily shows we had we also started off with the great songs by Tatsuri Yamashita. Yes, yeah. The, I think that's his name. Yeah, mix it up. The the Japanese Japanese awesome Japanese singer from the seventies and eighties. Yeah, but the music sounded so modern. Yeah, I love it. That's I, what was so cool. I absolutely love it. And he married another super famous singer, and it, it's it, what an awesome heritage. Amazing. But yeah, uh, that was so. That was some of my favorite music from the show. Yes. And then eventually we got we got theme music. Which do we not have theme music up until that point? I don't think so. Well, it was just putting random songs every yeah. every episode, which actually I like. I enjoy the the hunt, you know. Yeah, it just, it just took too, so much time every week. <laughs> it did because I used to edit like in because like the first ten episodes, all I was doing was like editing um, tests mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and editing like super fast, editing with like minimal breathing and like, Diff- yeah, different meth- different totally styles different of- methodologies and different different uh, effects chains and pipelines and then but. Yeah, so some of it was really time consuming. Mm-hmm. Like some episodes I would spend like eight minutes per minute of audio, you know, which is insane. Um, but, you know, we we actually, I don't know, maybe the, the audience would disagree, but we got pretty good at holding the, the thread live. Like right now you're even fucking reading an article. Yeah. And you can still stick with the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Wait, what are we doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, <laughs> you remember last week? <laughs> the archive was that last week um yeah yeah <laughs> javier is telling a story and while he's telling a story he like tweeted and got a response to a tweet while he was talking or something like that oh yeah and he was just completely didn't lose the thread at all he's so javier soto yeah. a solid multitasker solid multitasker but but yeah uh that was super super fun like i i missed having different music on the show i re- one of the really things I, I love about mkbhd's intros is that he he gets often excellent like very very little known artists to make him music yeah and it's never like like we ran into an issue <laughs> where 
where I Justine used our theme music because we get it from you know she like for open, her you know, video licensed. yeah for her video on the uh, Sony Alpha Seven Four there I she she was doing like her her trip to the Sony like meetup and I was just like oh I know this song oh yeah it's the editor theme. it's our editor theme yeah yeah because we just yeah we pulled it from a a library that we subscribed to it's all right um but yeah you know anybody can use that music it's great what um please don't though <laughs> that's ours that's ours now forever yeah. uh what what it what other moments uh stand out to you over the last 100 episodes <sighs> you know it's all a blur to you now there it, it, because so much of it is like how often we had to, we've had to adapt. Like we were doing calls on walks, you know, we were, yeah. I was sitting in front of the ocean at the beach. Once I was, we were both walking and happened to end up in a park at the exact same time, 300 miles away from each other. <laughs> that was weird. And then yeah. we both stopped in a park and realized it like, or recording in the car or the the time last time we recorded in the car and then our F6 like had some weird ground loop because I insisted on bringing full sized microphones <laughs> and mic stands to record. It. But no <laughs> headphones. No. Or your, the headphones were in the back and your <laughs> headphones two... were four feet behind us. You're and like, I didn't nah, nah. get them. <laughs> we trust we trust this 32 bit float system. No, but but that's no. what it is like when you record. 100 episodes of a show i mean in the absence of a well-controlled studio and then unlimited time which you're very busy i've got the family and everything else Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know you can't really when you do this you have especially as an indie thing and when it's a side thing like you have to fit it in and the commitment is incredibly difficult a lot of me like leaving other things like hey i gotta go i gotta record the podcast to drive down to kingsburg to right, right. <laughs> get it done yeah and i did drive up to your house a few times sorry yeah. Yanni. um and it's, it's been a long week uh, it's for yeah to say the least um just how much how much adapting we've had to do and the people around us of course have had to do and um and then of course other other memories are like having our guests lucas and tom and lauren doing the lego build was awesome okay so that i did want to talk about that but yeah. we'll come back to that we'll come back to it um, we talked a lot about Tom Kelly, um, Lucas Martinez. Uh, Those are some great. Designer. There was so much fun conversations. Javi being at the house. Uh, Javi in person. In yeah. person, and there there was something going on behind the scenes that we didn't talk about, which I still want to talk about. Which is which was extra funny. It made it great. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and if Javi's listening, he'll he'll know what I'm talking about. But. Yeah, those are those are some such fun things. What about the Lego build though? If you want, to well, what? To yeah, so we did one. It was one day of recording because mm-hmm. we were getting really busy, and we were like, let's just front load a bunch of episodes. We had to, yeah, no, we and no we'll choice. build this Lego Disney castle, which is right up there. Is it visible? Yeah, yeah, it's right there. Yeah, we can see it. We can nice. see it. Um, and we spent. Over 12 hour, a 12 hour day building, but we took breaks, eat yeah. pizza and ride tandem bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot. I was cool. And it was, yeah, you, me, my brother, and then Lauren hopped in a little bit. My parents hopped in for just a tiny bit, but we, we got less and less coherent as the day went. <laughs> and, um, we also, 
released it. I thought we were going to start releasing daily because we ended up with like 10 hours, 10 day, 10 episodes worth of content. Yeah. And you were like, no, I'm still just going to release them once a week. Uh, so as much fun as that was, um, and, and, and I'm very grateful that the time we needed, that it, gave, we needed it doesn't matter. We it, needed the time. So. It gave us time to not record every week for a while for like two months. Uh, but it definitely hurt our numbers big time. Um, of our, of our RSS subscribers. <laughs> uh, they just got tired of listening to us, uh, build Legos and, and meander <laughs> around everything. <laughs> it really wasn't eight hour, you know, eight hours of conversation basically. Um, over an 11 hour day, you know, if you factor in breaks and dinner and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just hard cuts. Like I didn't even, there was no ceremony. I just hard cut them and didn't sound great. We moved locations. Uh, things were out of sync uh, because of the, the tentacle sync. I didn't, I didn't set up <laughs> didn't the F6 the audio. So, because you have to set up the F6 a little differently and yeah, to run the tentacle sync. Yeah. Audio like I, all I did was use the tentacle to jam it and didn't do it the other way around. Didn't leave it on there. So assumed it would work and it didn't. Uh, <laughs> so I was dumb, but yeah, we did a, we did a whole bunch of funny things there and very tricky. What, it, what was funny is we had the a seven R four, the a seven S three and the a 6600. The S3 was supposed to be our main. But I ended up having to use the A6600 as the main for the vast majority of it because we lost cameras, we lost footage. Uh, Our battery situation wasn't ideal. Battery situation, but also the Ninja backups were completely off because we forgot to format some drives. And so we we did so many things wrong over over the course of... Don't do a multicam production where you're also the talent. Just just let someone else record it. And make sure things work so that you can be talent. But it worked. It worked. We made it work. What was amazing, though, is that led into one of my f- absolute favorite episodes of the show, which was the one where I made us our penance. pick up garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that was very fun. At uh, uh, Reedley, Reedley River. Beach. Reedley Beach. Which um, is, yeah, a river beach. And people loved uh, the fact that you bought ice cream. Well, yeah, we bought ice cream for the... From the ice cream. Not yeah. a truck, but just a little push cart. Yeah, one of those little push cart You things. went up to the guy and was like, just give me as much as you can for $100. Yeah, so we bought $100. It was like basically like 80 or so ice and he, creams. He was stoked. Yeah, he was stoked. And we, we gave them away. We just started passing. And we didn't have something to carry them in. I was carrying them like in my shirt. Yeah, which made it extra creepy for people to take Would you like ice me? cream? Pull it from this man's <laughs> shirt. Here you go. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we, that's when I dipped the Zoom F6, about a half of it or a quarter of it into the river. It's still working. It still works it great. Sounds okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see. We were worried because of that weird sound issue that we had, but we, I still think it was a cable or a car. Yeah. Which, you know, like yeah. Something, Sitting something. on something metal. Yeah, but that was, that was, you know, that ended up being one of my favorite episodes. We had a good talk. I burned the shit out of my feet. Because it was like 106 that day. Yeah. You know? And you let me wear your Crocs for a little bit. Yeah. So RIP like, your Crocs. Yeah. My Crocs are gone. We'll get an update on the Crocs. Yeah. And. Um, but that was fun. We, yeah. We did some good. We did our penance for uh, for meandering for 10 episodes. Yeah. And I think the show in total has approached about 120 hours total of audio. Oh, yeah. Um, if I think about it. Because, yeah, we, we very, very rarely keep this under an hour. Yeah, rarely, 
Um, we've had some where we've had to do like literal 15 minutes and just because we had to just put one up true and go we've just like hey how are you doing that. great okay bye which was you know pick your battles i guess yeah and we've made it we made it to 100 we made so, it to 100 congratulations man yeah congrats yeah. cheers um you know that you say congratulations to the groom and best wishes to the bride do you know that at a wedding do you know that that's etiquette yeah why couldn't tell you because <laughs> someone because someone arbitrarily made suggested that it was the case Hmm. All right. Yeah, Scott, you can uh, look it up. We'll confirm. get the update from Scott. We'll get the update from uh, His Highness Scott O'Leary. President. Pre- the president of uh, the Markive, Scott O'Leary. Scott O'Leary. President-elect. <laughs> He's it was unanimous, elect. too. It was, like, incredible. <laughs> yes, Scott is the president. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's let's get some updates. How have you been? You know, last week we talked about your car accident it's yeah. not your accident someone else's accident but yeah that involved you how are you holding up a, a week a week and three days later yeah it's an ordeal yeah. uh physically mm-hmm. uh, it's been tricky uh, i i learned about ear crystals yeah your inner ear is all out of whack yeah possibly both but it seems like mostly the le- i can't really tell you don't really know um, I'm just saying the left because that's where all my pain is, but mm. it may not have anything to do with the pain. And it's mostly when you like recline to lay down, recline, lay down any like weird shifts of the head. Cause those crystals will, were dislodged and they'll travel up and down your various ear canals. One or more, you have three primary ones on either side and they can get, you can get multiples in multiple canals or, you know, usually it's just the rear canal, the posterior one, but the, the, uh, but they're yeah. loose, they're rattling around. Yeah. And I guess, I don't know anything about this. So um, this is not my wheelhouse. <laughs> Fucking ear crystals sound made up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when someone told me that and they told me about the Epley maneuver, which to me is like the Konami code of, med- of medicine. Like you have to put your body in a bunch of fucking positions <laughs> to, to reset. reset your crystals. Get the... F- <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Chiropractors everywhere are shaking their heads. Such bullshit. But uh, <laughs> so... But yeah, there's even a thing called the an Epley table to uh, help you reset your. Well, to help them help you. Mm. Um, people do it at home, but the problem is, is like if for some say that if you, if you do it at home and you do it incorrectly, you can actually redistribute them to other canals or you know and to other parts of your body. Yeah, but anyway, the point is like when you, you since they send that reference point, like they are the signal or whatever to your brain or whatever of like where you are in physical space. So you don't feel like you're floating in space. Yeah. So what happens is, is like they're, they're in, they're in the incorrect position. So that signal gets sent from a different reference point. That doesn't make sense relative to where you're standing, I guess, or existing <laughs> metaphysically and physically, <laughs> uh, in the metaverse, yeah, in the metaverse. Oh God. <laughs> Actually, if you're, if you're like, uh, your crystals are dislodged or whatever you know is going on with your inner ear so that you're you're feeling weird like i bet trying to do vr right now would be well wild so okay so that actually was part of what i was going to say in a different way but so what happens is the world starts spinning super rapidly but it doesn't spin continuously it snaps back to the origin and then spins again over and over again very rapidly whoa and there's different like intensities of it um, but like when I lie down in bed, I, it is, I want to like, lose, I want to throw up because the, the, the feeling I get 
afterward is the worst motion sickness I've ever experienced. Like, wow. It's like, and it's a lot like being in VR, like when you play like a flying game and you have like almost no reference point. <laughs> and for some people who get severely motion sick, I can, that is exactly what I, what it feels like. Um, wow. like playing VR way too long or getting really badly motion sick in a, on a boat or in a car or whatever um, is the aftermath. But the dizziness is like, you just want to jump off a building. It's like, ver- I, and I mean that because like I was standing in the shower and I like looked up to get water in my mouth, like to rinse my mouth out. And you tilted your head back. I tilted back my to- head back and then I put it back down and I thought I, I thought I just wanted to jump onto the shower floor because, or dive onto it. Because, Lay down quickly. Yeah. Because my body told me to, because it thought that was, you know, you're falling or something or I needed to fall to be correct, you know, and it just kept snapping. So I just had to like, I almost fell. So I just like have to you know, put myself in a corner and just hold, ride it out, you know? Wow. Yeah. It's wild. I've never experienced anything like that. It's called like BPPV or something, something paroxysmal vertigo. I don't fucking know. Well, the reason why I don't know uh, is because like I am, I am very much of the opinion. Like I, I want to have the basic understanding of what's going on. It's, but you know, and I am one of these people that will super duper go off the deep end researching things like yeah you're looking up like i'll trying read to a figure master's out. curriculum about it like that kind of stuff like i'm stupid that way and the reason the, the reason that i don't want to do that with this your top-down learning exactly gilbert reason, tang's top-down learning school or b- bottom up the reason <laughs> why i don't want to do that is because the like it just increases anxiety in every way like mm-hmm. a i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about so even if i research it like i have no basis like i don't have the basic knowledge to understand what the research even means and b <laughs> it's just like it makes me more nervous you know what i mean like the more sometimes the more you know the the more you want to know and then the more you realize you don't know and that just like I, this is not a time to increase my anxiety in any way gilbert Tang's middle out school of learning <laughs> middle out buddy <laughs> middle out uh just like an apple chart always blue always blue <laughs> always blue always blue but uh yeah so there's that and then you know, and then there's of course like the logistics, and my car is obviously totaled, and mm-hmm. um, and you, you filed your insurance claim. Yeah, and it's it's not it's not just one claim; it's a million different claims. Right, your, your car parties. insurance, the other party's car insurance, your homeowner's insurance for the stuff like your Crocs. Yeah, and then <laughs> medical and all that stuff. And I did lose a bunch of stuff that fl- fl- literally flung out onto the freeway. Possibly your Peter McKinnon variable ND, among other equipment, and then also. Oh. And then also the uh, my sunglasses, which I just fucking replaced, just, which the first ones after 11 years were lost in that episode. The Reedley Beach. Beach. This kid. So it also, he <laughs> fucking threw them in the river. <laughs> we have them on video. He threw all my things in the river. He picked up my clothes, which were on the side. He threw it all in the river. He picked up my water bottle, my hat, everything. And we threw caught, it all in the river. We caught some of the stuff, but the glasses we didn't. Recover. Yeah, we didn't even think of it. So they were sitting in the river and, you know, I had those Oakleys for 11 years. And now they're like $300. Yes. And then I went to buy new ones Mm -hmm. and I was too impatient to wait for your cousin to see if he had any available. And we, I, 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 they flew off of my head (laughs) onto the freeway while we were rolling. Um, So one of the things I wanted to talk about, and I know is you mentioned like one of the things I'm having difficulty with is replacing the car. Like the Tesla Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. has become so hot that the model Y yeah there's virtually no incentives anymore so for example like the 7500 tax credit is like long the gone. federal one federal yeah. one yeah it's California still has like a 750 yeah and San Joaquin Valley has some mm-hmm. um the air district mm-hmm. or whatever. and so 
but that's all gone. And also prices have increased several times since I last mm-hmm. bought that car mm-hmm. to the point where used model wise, 2020 with about 10,000 miles are going for about $10,000 more than I paid for my car. Hot commodities. So used ones are going for way more than new because if you order a new one today, long range, it is quoted as delivering in May of 2022. Six and a half months out. Yeah. So, you know, we're actually closer to seven, eight months. But if you, so if you think about it, you know, we, we're, we're in a position where like, okay, we're going to just stick with one car. And then you talked about like buying a beater for the time being. Right. I have options for that, you know, and then filing another claim for the other person's rental to uh, pay for my long-term rental reimbursement Mm -hmm. because my insurance will only pay for so much. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you brought up um, like we, I've been thinking about other cars, right? Yeah. My wife wants a Tesla, so it's pretty cut and dry. Like she just wants Mm -hmm. to get the same car and replace it. Uh Um, If we get the performance model, it's about a month sooner. Yeah. December. And so probably, you know, toward the end, because they do the big December push. Mm -hmm. The big concern about the December push is they are all working around the clock and Tesla to begin with has quality issues. But when they're factory workers or. Yeah. And and at the December push, if they're working harder, that means they're, they're more inclined to push out cars that are less quality, you know, less quality. And then the, the performance model uh, costs more. It's five Mm -hmm. grand, five grand more. And it has several things that we don't want. A, I don't give a shit about a faster car. It's already very fast, the <laughs> yeah. car. It's plenty fast. Um, B, it's... Tighter suspension. Stiffer suspension. It's lower. It The wheels, rims are bigger. Yeah, the wheels are bigger by an inch compared to the ones we got. Mm-hmm. Which 20 to 21. You're going from 20 to 21. So not as smooth. Yeah, let's let this car pass, speaking of which. Not as smooth because the sidewalls are smaller. It's a thinner mm-hmm. tire. And which means it also breaks more in smaller potholes because it's got yeah. less gra- ground clearance. We scrape driveways more frequently. And it's also a stiffer, less comfortable ride because it's meant to be a f- performance car, a sports car. Yeah. Which I get. Fine. Whatever. But I don't drive that way. I don't give a shit. I don't even like driving. Fuck driving. But the, <laughs> the and you know, it's, it, it's not the car we want necessarily. Yeah. But if that's what it takes instead of waiting eight months or seven months, then maybe that's what we'll do. So would that be your car? Or would that be Elise's car? Probably still. I don't know. Who cares? Like whatever Elise wants, I'll do. But the, <laughs> you know, there's that. But then you brought up like Rivian. And yeah, there's so there's other electric cars coming to market yeah. very, very soon. The Rivian, um, more Volkswagen, more Ford more uh bmw jaguar there's a ton of every brand virtually is coming out with a model Mm -hmm. none of them interest me no i was like even the rivian like they have tesla people like they took people from tesla defected to Rivian. that doesn't mean shit to me um because like it means it it does mean that they skip a lot of steps yeah there's a lot of built-in yeah but the things that are important about owning car. Think about how long it took me to buy a Tesla. Like I've, I've thought about it for many years. You briefly had. Yeah. I had the model, model, S. model S returned it. And then like, I decided like, this isn't something I want now because I don't think they're ready, you know? Yeah. And, and with a car and with a family, like I was, I was okay to, you know, I'm a very early tech adopter. I'm super tech oriented. Obviously like that's my, my hobby, my thing. That's if that you've listened doing. to any episodes of editor. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> 
you know where I'm coming from. Like it's it's right mm-hmm. up my alley to buy a Rivian. Yeah. Um, but and they do a lot of cool things. They're they're one of the things that bothers me though is like for besides them not being ready, and there's all kinds of reasons they're not. For example, just the entire logistics and manufacturing stack, chip shortages, software hiccups. Yeah, um, just like things that out, outside of their yeah the control. service stack. Like the, you know even think plenty of things in their control. Uh, battery distribution, the charging network. There's a million things that mm-hmm. they just do not have ready, even if they have a car that is very, very compelling. Like all other things equal, I would definitely consider one because they look really cool. Like the pickup truck has tons of space. It's got mm-hmm. the side thing. It's got th- that you can convert to steps. It's got all the, the air speakers, compressor. an air compressor, Bluetooth speaker built that in. space underneath the back seat. Yeah, that's what I was, that's, yeah, the, the flip up space, like a lot of normal trucks have that these days. But the, but then if you're talking about like the whole pass through, yeah, like between the, the back seat and the, the, the bed, the murder. Yeah, you get a whole <laughs> human body in there or golf clubs. I'm thinking like, oh, that's perfect for tripods. That's perfect. Yeah. For, like I was thinking about like what a great car that 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 would be. Also, it's really small inside for the for a short bed pickup. It does extend when you put the tailgate down. They're doing so many things right. The mm-hmm. software is mm-hmm. really cool. Um, one of the things that bother me is like their autopilot sucks. Um, right. It's, it's just not, really it's, basic. It's, it's just cruise control right. adaptive cruise control yeah. and I, and i'm not talking full self-driving to be clear like with tesla full self-driving is total bullshit like i just it's a waste of money javi that we just we just mentioned just got into the fsd beta yeah, and, and i probably <laughs> would have the same week but turns out maybe they sent it to my car for all i know <laughs> the car is yeah. just in yeah, the you, get, it, you like, get an email Boop. but the but the the thing is like it just wasn't it's just not ready yeah and i said like Talk to me when they've sold a hundred thousand of them, and when they've done the when they built out that their their own network the way mm-hmm. they promised they will. They're trying to build six hundred stations within the course of two two years. Yeah, good luck. The Rivian you know? Adventure Network. Here's one thing that one thing that bothers me though. They're backed by Amazon, right? They've and got a lot I'm of not Amazon. A, I'm not money. a fan of Amazon. Yeah, I'm you not might saying, not you might not even be allowed to buy one with your defunct uh, my defunct Amazon, Amazon account. account. <laughs> Listen to one of the episodes of Editor where I described how Amazon. Uh, fuck me royally uh, and canceled my 20 plus year account close and blocked it uh, after. That's a great episode. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, I mean the shipping, like theoretically I might be able to get one soon. You know what, what car is the most compelling though? Hmm. Uh, The, the four, the Mustang Mach-E that's yeah. It's here's the things performance model costs about 69,000 mm-hmm. for like you know their best model with all the crap and best depending on what metric of course they have like a california edition and all this stuff that sure whatever. to ford's funny five thousand different options yeah it's very annoying and 700 buttons on the steering wheel uh-huh but and also people aren't aren't buying them right now yeah so ford's having a hard time selling them so that they're selling of, them on discount they're discounting them heavily maybe i should go on here yeah it's a tempting car but then man my wife would be so upset (laughs) and i just saw a volkswagen id4 in person yesterday that was pretty cool it nice car in some ways in some ways yeah i just i just even like offhand noticed like the hatch felt very light Mm -hmm. and like not as not as robust as the tesla model y yeah and stuff so you tell you're getting some trade-offs there but you've got the you know electrify america network and right yeah there, I, are, so, there are benefits to it and i didn't like that there, i didn't know frunk 
in it. No front. Yeah. Trunk, which is so weird. I, that's like, I don't know what they're doing there. I'm going to just keep waiting for that ID life. That, that ID life is really nice. Yeah. SUV. Yeah. Limited storage. Like there's a whole bunch of things. Um, and then I've got the thinking, oh, maybe I just want to buy like a fucking S class or something stupid like that. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But, you know, or we had been, before we had bought the Tesla, we were thinking like a Jaguar um, mm-hmm. was F-Type. That? Yeah. Um, F-Pace, F-Type. Or F-Pace whatever. is the SUV. Right. Yeah. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't go that big with the. No, we would buy like a little two seat Roadster. Like mm. that's where, remember we were looking for a Roadster. But mm. um, yeah, I don't think we're going to go that route either. But we're just going to, we, I mean, really the best play, I think it's a waste of money in a lot of ways. It's a worse value now than when i bought dollar to dollar dollar to dollar dollar to performance yeah so i don't think it's i don't think with all the additional competition i don't think it's a good time to buy a model y right now right the the prices are slowly creeping up but hopefully higher prices less equipment you know yeah yeah. compared to and tons of new competition Mm. my recommendation is if you can wait two to three years to buy a car Strongly recommend it. Um, Teslas are not a good value right now. Any of them. Until, the, until the dust settles with... Exactly. Chip, chip shortages, shortages, inflation, and all this stuff. And the competition. And when they respond to the competition. Because so... Like, for example, like with Rivian, going back to that, like, one of the things that concerns me is they, they are releasing so many options. Mm-hmm, They're co-developing mm-hmm. two models. They have the, a the bunch SUV of really highly pickup. custom firmware. I mean, hardware. So, like I said, the Bluetooth stereo, the camping kit, the fucking stove, yeah, the, the you know the the little flashlight in the door, their saw, their you're gonna get that Kickstarter update email. Like we were just so excited for this thing, yeah, but realistically, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, they're not gonna be able to. <laughs> I I guarantee you, they're not gonna be able to deliver options. They're gonna deliver cars with less stuff. Mm-hmm. They're gonna say, oh, we'll trade you. Uh, you know, a year of free supercharging or, or charging on our network that doesn't exist. Um, you know, our apologies. Or they're going to throw in other things that are basically software based. Yeah, things you know. that, that that don't really cost them the anything. Ephemera, basically, and then yeah, and it's they're going to try to appease people. They are delivering them. Right cars now. are cars are moving now. Yeah, the trucks and the SUVs are slowly yeah. uh, making their way to houses. I, I I didn't know if the SUV was was shipping yet. I, I know at least oh, the pickup yeah. is, but. Um, At least the, the SUV truck. in many ways is more compelling. The pickup actually does more cool stuff. Yes. But the SUV is an SUV. It's probably more practical like for a family. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. If if they were a more developed company, I would strongly consider if, it. If you had crashed your Tesla five years from now. <laughs> yeah. That'd have been great. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, moving on. Moving on. I really want a new MacBook Pro. I know you do. I really, 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 really want one. I got to see it in person. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't. I did Poor this Kyle. to myself. I know. I my, knew you are going to do it. My MacBook Pro from late 2018, I picked up early 2019. The battery is telling me it needs service. So right. I waited for the new MacBook so I could take it into the Genius Bar and get the quote. It's $200 to replace the battery because I didn't get Apple Care because I was like, I haven't needed Apple Care on my last two MacBooks. Why should I get it now? And of course, this is the time, the 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 instance that I do need it. Yeah, but you're still ahead of the curve. You're still saved $50 plus inflation. 
Maybe yeah. because the Apple Care would have been like two fifty, two seventy nine, or something like that, and the battery replacement. Now the battery, nine. yeah, yeah, just the one time. Yeah. Um. So, I got to play with the fourteen and sixteen inch. I've definitely solidified that I want a fourteen inch. Right, right. I would love to be able to afford an M1 Max, but realistically, I'd probably get the M1 Pro, and maybe just the next, the next step up that doesn't have the bend ones. I don't know. I've seen so many people render videos like the stuff that I do with my computer with just the baseline. 14 inch. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm saying you're going to want to have that laptop for more years than you realize because you're going to. You so know. here's the thing. I And, and Patrick Tomasa's video, he, he, he shown a flashlight on myself. He pointed the flashlight at me saying like, Hey, I know you, you folks who buy the maxed out MacBooks, you say you're buying it to, to future proof it because yeah. you're going to hang on to it for yeah. a while. And you don't, you buy it a new th- one anyway. Two and a half to three years later, you you want something new. So no, you want something new, but you don't you you don't always get it. This is true. I did. I made a full three years with my twenty fourteen. Right. All right. Yeah. I, I made it four years with my twenty fourteen MacBook Pro, and it wasn't right. It wasn't until right up at the end there, I was really feeling it, and I was doing a lot more. I had really switched over completely to a four K workflow with the C200 and the and and transcoding those raw right, files. Right. I was hurting and I needed it and I did it. But up until that point, like all my 4K footage from my Sony cameras and the H.264 4K from my Canon cameras was fine. It was only when I really wanted that 12-bit raw file. Yeah, here's here's my take. You just told me like for the stuff that I do, the M1 Pro is fine. But you're already doing all the things you just said fine with your 2018. Um, I mean, I'm not saying it's not my, I I'm looking forward to better raw conversion on the, cause supposedly the, uh, converting the Canon raw light is better as well. Oh but yes. I'm getting this is a guarantee. Yeah. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's faster, but the, and, and as far as Canon raw light specifically, that's more processor intensive. Yeah. So the, the extra GPU cores won't make that much of a difference on the M1 max. No. Where they do make a difference is M1 max has a second ProRes decoder. So you actually get an addition, an entire different, diff, an entire basically. So when I'm transcoding to. Yeah. So if you're dealing, if you're dealing in ProRes. ProRes yeah. Which I do. The M1 max makes a huge difference, even compared to the pro, the, the pro. Um, Stop trying to talk me into. I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna do it, get a base model M1 Max. Yeah, and get a 14 inch base model M1 Max. You already upgrade it just. You already find dealing with external workflows like storage wise, Mm -hmm. and you know, even external caches or whatever, internal caches and external, you know, video and whatever. Um, So fine, do that. You know, but but don't don't cheap out on the extra cores. Otherwise, don't get a laptop because it's all you're saving is a little bit of time. You're not really realistically, you're saving a little bit of time and a little bit of smooth, smoothness in the timeline to begin with. Yeah. But and, you know and what I'll I think about you? Battery. <laughs> I, you know, I think, I think you need the fucking time. I think you need a minute to not be doing that. I need to, you don't need, you don't need to find more efficient ways to work. Yeah. You need more efficient ways to take breaks. Yes. So that's my take because so, when you, when you have a slower computer, that, you are forced to take a break. My export time. It's the break. Yeah. Yes. So. I, you know, I mean, if which, you wanna, is why, which is why I'm thinking like I just need the M1 Pro. That, that's 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 a half measure. 
If you yeah. do it, do it right. That's my take. <laughs> like, that's just me. The, uh, I get you. You're probably going to want to replace it again. Yeah. The M fucking two, whatever. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe we I'll, can talk a little bit about maybe that. Maybe I'll just get a base, a total baseline 14 inch. Yeah. Like base, base. Yeah. Yeah. That's already got $2,000. Yeah. And what do they offer got, you on trade? 800 bucks? Yeah. So Apple store said I could pay $200 for the battery placement or they'll give me $840 to trade in my MacBook. And that would almost be half of that other MacBook. Wait, hold on. I'll show you something. Where is it? It's going to take me a sec. <laughs> Airdrop me? No. You're, you're probably like thinking totally wrong about what i'm going to show you <laughs> i have no idea what you're probably all nervous um no i just man hold on sorry this is excellent podcasting <laughs> 100 episodes in and we're still... 100 episodes in we're still <laughs> not browsing prepared. our phones uh while podcasting <laughs> where is it i can't find it whatever uh they offered me for your 16 For my 16, they offered me $1,700. Wow, pretty so good. I laughed because if I got a base model, for example, which I wouldn't, I'd rather shoot myself. Because, uh, yeah, here it is, 1770. Here, look. Hey, all right. Yeah, yeah. they offered me 1770 on trade. I checked it because of your video. Yeah. And it's like, that's another reason to get a more expensive model because, okay, yeah, you're, the Patrick Tommaso concept, which I think is bullshit because- you because if you buy it with the intention of 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 replacing it like then you understand but you're still have the use purpose in mind at that time and when you go to replace it just like my expense more expensive computer it's worth way more money and Macs tend to hold their value yeah so, here, so but like here's you're gonna the, here's reclaim other, so much more of that here's you know the I mean? other flip side i probably won't sell my macbook pro back to yeah, apple you'll give it back so you're giving someone else a more valuable computer as well. But yeah, I'm not even going to sell it. I'm probably going to find a little cousin who needs a computer for school and just give it to them. Fine. Then give them a more a better computer. <laughs> I'm serious. Because you do this all the time with your family. Yeah, we just you we know just give it, each other our and you tend I to have little, yeah, and you time. tend to have better stuff than what they're using at the time. Yeah. Give it to them, you know? And then if you give them something better, they're going to have something better and then there's going to be some other cousin that would be the next person in line anyway to get you know whatever the, the, the thing next is. the next generation being you know I mean? handed down yeah, exactly yeah. so it, the longevity is is there especially with your computer especially when you're replacing a battery yeah you know like you're only getting 800 bucks for your computer it's barely older than mine barely yeah it's just and the yeah. one generation and so like i got like an i9 and you have like an i7 i think yeah and so and then i had two terabytes versus 512 or whatever yeah and that those aren't that many you know, I had 32 Upgrades. gigabytes. I had 32 gigabytes. Yeah, I only have so like, 16. But, you know, I had a computer that was that did shit faster than yours. And yeah. I'm getting way more money back. Like as a percentage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? For for what? Two months? No, a little bit more than two months. But yeah, that's the thing is Difference? I don't... Yeah. I don't know. I don't necessarily... Like, I, it's fun to see the value in it. Like, oh yeah, $800, $1,700. It... it in the end, it doesn't, that doesn't matter. Cause yeah, I'm going to find someone who needs it yeah. and gift it to them. But uh, it, what matters is the, like, I'm saying like for that gift, the still, you still get the longevity of it. Yeah. They get, I'm, they get the benefit on both, of longevity as well. You know, if, if I have the same computer as you, either way, it's still better than what they're, they're working with. Yeah. So yeah, tricky. 
tricky. But, and then also one of the things I like about you keeping your intel is this transition's not done yet. True. There's still so yeah. many hiccups. I it would be nice to continue to have an Intel machine. A good backup or you know. Yeah, which we still have Lauren's iMac. Yeah. Um, yeah, that helps a lot. That I think that's a better, you know, because it doesn't have a battery, if you know, to hold on to an Intel machine, I'd rather hold on to that iMac. Right, um, right. Than, you know what's funny is than the MacBook. Here's something else funny. You looked at your phone, you you looked up your your computer. Yeah. And when I was doing the trade-in estimate, it mm-hmm. gives you all the devices on your account. Or do you want to trade in a different device? Yeah. Which so I looked at these? my 12 Pro Max. Because it's all attached to your Apple ID. Yeah. You know what they wanted to give me for my 12 Pro Max, which is my old phone? Yeah. They wanted to give me $910. More than my MacBook. More than your Mac for less money than you paid for your MacBook. Yeah. So yeah. Th- this is even more telling. Like it just... You know, that's where, you know, they want to give me five fifty for the Mac mini. Oh man. It's it's an even more big, it's an even bigger insult. That's yeah. But wild. So, I mean like, dude, if you're going to do it, do it with the intention of, of going long-term. And I, I will tell you off the record, you know, off air, we'll have further discussions about it. But like you think about how your life could change in the next four years. Yeah, it could be. So there's things about there's things about like our plans, your own personal plans, mm-hmm. where longevity actually might really make a difference. Sure, because yeah. you may I be bootstrapping, love, you may be, you know what I mean. Like, I would love for me to get this new MacBook Pro and have it last as long as my 2014 15 bare years. ass minimum three four years. years, four years, four years would be like for me if I were to do one. There's probably there's almost no question I wouldn't get a maxed setup. Um, it, but the difference between yeah for sure six thousand dollars. The difference would be between four terabyte and eight terabyte. The rest is is all obvious for me. Sixteen sixty four gigs, four terabyte or eight terabyte, mm-hmm. and that's M1 a significant max. difference. Oh yeah, that's like five thousand to sixty two hundred dollar computer. That's really yeah. Cool. I'm like I want to spend somewhere between. Two thousand and three thousand dollars. Yeah. That's it. And th- yeah, and then of course I would trade in because like even looking at values, like I could get like twenty two hundred bucks on eBay, but you factor in fees and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm back. You know, trade in is fine. Basically, where yeah, where Apple. Is. So, but think about it. Like I'm at the I'm at I'm much more like if I get a four terabyte, I'm way closer to that three thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, which is get, approaching quote unquote rational. It's still stupid, but <laughs> but unlike you. I don't give a shit about Macs as much. Um, not saying you do, like I don't, but like what I'm saying is like I can go longer with a Mac than four years. Like I could sure. probably, if I get a computer that's that beefy versus then this powerful, I could probably get five years out of it. Mm-hmm. And another thing that's changed the equation is now they've now switched to annual Apple Care indefinitely. Right. right. You just keep it rolling. Right. Yeah. Which means that now the computers have actual a basis for longevity. So like if a battery does take a shit in year three and a half, 3.5, then you have some, you know, without being totally out of pocket, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of things to think about, but like your future might, might, might change the way you buy it. And also the other thing to remember is that like on the horizon, we are done with a big with the biggest leap has already happened and cool. we're looking at a, a a future of like refinements 
right? Mm-hmm. For quite yeah. a while. So yes, they'll get faster. Yes, like they'll be more efficient in many ways, right? So mm-hmm. like, for example, right now, the M1 Max and Pro and M1, they're all on the A14 process. The A15 yeah. process yeah. changed some cache sizes and also was the same five nanometer process, but way more efficient, right? So yeah. it actually, if you look at the the Anantech article, there's some really cool stuff about that. And you realize that there's there's way more to the A15 that it's creating the current iPhone than you think. So mm-hmm. it, it's reasonable to think that the M2 generation will be based on that M, M A15 process, <clears throat> which is going to be refinement. Yeah. So like a tick and talk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even though that's really a kind of a different thing. The, these are refinement phases. But the the idea is like, yeah, you're going to get a little bit more efficiency. You're getting it, but you're not going to see this crazy ass leap that we just had from like the Intel world to the M world, right? Yeah. You're going to see stuff like that. You're going to see, you know, marginal things. So like it won't be as big of a hit. When right, you, when, right. A, a big leap when you go to upgrade. Um, the other thing is like you talked about earlier in previous episodes, like this is a first generation product. Right. I, it would be nice to kind of wait for the next refinement, but getting to hold it in my hands, that, sure. that in-person thing, yeah. it feels very refined. It feels very robust. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I kicked the tires a bit. You know why it, this is a little bit more refined? Because they've been building M processors for like a million years now. Yeah. And it's effectively an iPhone and an iPad inside. They have a lot of experience yeah. with those things. Yes. And they've been coupling it to Mac for, you know, it's, this this transition has been in the works internally for five freaking years. Yes. It's not a new product for them. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that work there have been like living and breathing these things for ages. Yeah. And, and they took, they took in, all of the, all of the, you know, stuff they learned from the last gen of MacBook Pros. The right. 16 was, you know, was probably the most refined. That 2019 16 inch MacBook Pro was probably the most refined version of that. And they took all of that good stuff. But then also brought back the stuff that people were, you know, nagging about whether or not you agree with bringing back MagSafe and HDMI. I know we've already we've already exhausted I'm, that. I'm fine with those things, like, but I'd rather have them than not, honestly. And then and then yes, but then also taking all that refinement of building Apple building their own system on a chip build out and bringing Mac to it, it it really feels like the most refined version right. of all of these things coming together plus which a I was, beautiful screen plus all these other mm-hmm. things i'm so glad that i've seen not just some hearsay but actually since since i last looked there's been some actual real testing of the display uh it's turns very out it nice. is far more color accurate than the and iPad i was pro mm-hmm. i was in the i was in the apple store so i couldn't like hey turn off all the lights so i can yeah. look at this mini so LEDs. blooming is significantly better yeah so here's the thing the i the M1 stuff did not have uh, mini LED displays with the exception of the iPad Pro 12.9 inch, right. which turns out the controller is the same. The display controller that's built on the SOC is the same mm-hmm. across the all whole M1. It can't handle the array of mini LEDs quite as efficiently. The current, the M1 Max and M1 Pro have next generation version of that display controller. Interesting. And that display controller, this is like the third generation. First, you had the Pro Display XDR, yeah. which had a subset of it mm-hmm. and has a, basically has an A-series processor inside. There is. It. Yeah. You could, you someone figure out a way to load a, an operating system into yeah, your yeah. Pro Display XDR. And that's got a controller. It also has fewer mini LEDs to work with per, right. per square its inch. Zones, its zones are much broader. Yeah. So you're going to get blooming on that. And then also that it also has its own problems with off-axis view and all this shit but then there's but it's still a good display don't get me wrong but it's yeah. way overpriced 
yeah. by, by double pretty much. If you can afford it and live with those things, it's it's going to yeah. be fine. But the, the I will tell you, the the blooming is severe on my iPad Pro. Also, I put my X-Rite on there and did some some like very low end. Like it's not one of those fucking K80 things, you know, like Flanders Scientific fucking Klein or whatever things yeah. like that are $5,000. We have, I was, I've been meaning to tell you, we have a Flanders dying at CMAC. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's like all jacked up. Oh, no. I'm like, this is a $7,000 display and it's just taking yeah. a shit. I mean, they just announced their, their beautiful uh, 4K... I think it's x32 or x31 or something like that yeah and but we don't even we don't even need nah, you know we're nah. we're broadcasting in 720p and it's yeah. you know this is a 10 year old yeah, you're just you're doing for broadcasting yeah but, the, but yeah they just released they're just announced it's like twenty two thousand dollars. amazing way above my my head but anyway beautiful um, stuff beautiful 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 display but which is what the pro display xdr tried to be but it's not um, and also, so there's some big other things like, um, I did have my suspicions confirmed about the iPad pro, uh, to the extent that they were, uh, it's, it's more saturated by this yeah. is the default profile, right? Which you is, can't change more saturated, higher contrast. You can't change it. Mm-hmm. And I also was like, I'm thinking the MacBook pros are going to be more accurate. Turns out they're not just more accurate. They they look very similar with the same profile as the iPad Pro. That's just a profile. And because but it's a Mac. Because it's a Mac it, and because it's a Pro display, they have built-in profiles, actual calibrated mm-hmm. profiles. Mm-hmm. And Apple's really good at calibrating displays. They just chose a very pleasing profile for the iPad Pro. Uh, yeah, a Which very makes broad. it very difficult for me. And again, metamorism and all this crazy shit, way above my head too. But the point is, is like it just for some people, they're hypersensitive to that. And I happen to be very hypersensitive to this wavelength. But day to day, that doesn't bother me. I actually really love the color on the iPad Pro. Yeah, for everything else, for 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 consuming, it's great. Right. But when you try to stick it into like a a calibrated (laughs) workflow, no, you get really confused. The human gets really confused. I really suffered from that. And I'm sort of figuring out how to work with it. Like I'm basically ignoring my eyes more. Yeah, and just looking don't at, you know. Look at your look at your look scopes. scopes exactly. Look at your look at your waveforms. Yeah, but um, trusting trusting the numbers. But I went ahead and put. I went so I did your thing finally. Oh yeah, where I plugged it into sidecar. Yeah, on a cable, stuck my X right on there. Did a calibration, created set a, a profile. profile, and they fucking matched. Amazing. It was dead on, dead ass on, perfect to my MacBook Pro. So that gives me a lot of confidence to, I think, was it also Patrick Tomasa was like, yeah, yeah. the 12.9 inch <laughs> iPad Pros, the, the, it's a it's a, a 12.9 great. inch HDR monitor with an iPad stuck in it. Yeah. You know, and it, and I, I agree. It is. So I, like so once I did that, I was like, okay. That's yeah. what I worry about is if I get a new MacBook Pro, will I then feel the urge to finally upgrade my 2018 iPad? Nah, I have two. <laughs> you can take my busted one and finally break it. No, oh, I, I can't. I can't. I really. You really. I really use having both iPads. Two iPads. Yeah. <laughs> and like people can't believe it. People can't believe it. But I, I use them both, and I, I use them both. Regularly. I probably couldn't have, but now that I see you do it every day, I yeah, I understand. Yeah, and even if it's just some, like for I don't example, understand so much that I feel like I need to do it, but I understand where. And you're you even fit into my use case as well, because how many times have like I hand you one? And we're, I'm looking at another and we're both doing stuff or like mm-hmm. in the field with our cine eyes like that and having 12.9 inch so we could put it further away from us, 
you know, that kind of stuff. They yeah. still have the range. Yeah, using but, our wireless units, you know, using it as the monitor for our wireless yeah, units. Yeah, and it just, great. like, even if we did it, like, as a reference display, instead of having the big the big TV next to us on, like, while we were recording or recording talent, mm-hmm. and or I do mm-hmm. a photo shoot and I could have one on a stand yeah. while I have one being the transfer, you know, device. And they have a huge amount of space. So they end up being our fucking, our uh, NAR boxes, which... Although never again, never, ever again. Thumbs down on the NAR box. Double hard thumbs down. It's a piece of shit. Period. That being said, we did run into one issue of you transferred footage from an SD card to your iPad and that worked. But when we tried to offload from the iPad to an external device, some files failed. Yeah, they they seem to be corrupted. And one of the things that I hate about ipad transfers that the nar box did do well is checksums yeah because yeah. if we had if we had checksums we could have had a, a way to know that those fi- those files were valid and, and working mm-hmm. and also i checked the files in my ipad in LumaFusion, and they worked fine but they didn't work when we transferred them to the ssd We're off off from the ipad yeah. back to the this app. is another thing where i do not trust the files app also yeah in i think it was that same instance we had trans. We tried to transfer files to your iPad, and the transfer just sat there. You know what? Though it worked it, later on. It was one. To, to to clarify, it was one file that was fifty two gigabytes, and um, yeah, the, it was just such a big thing for the cache. And my, you know, my I have a twenty eighteen iPad Pro, right? So its RAM is much, <laughs> much smaller than your iPad Pros. Your yours may have done it, would have done it faster, but right. Uh, it, Thunderbolt the, 4 plus the yeah. yeah by the time I got home and like the I, iPad files app had like resolved everything it was there right 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 but it yeah in the moment I was like I don't know if this is transferring <laughs> yeah but that, that matters because in the moment yeah. is the whole point we're getting all these fast fancy things because we're thinking about the moment yeah and, but I think if I got a 14 inch MacBook Pro that would just be with me all the time because yeah. it's a little more portable than my yep. 15 inch or 16 inch. So that's what that's what I'm thinking. So so here's my here's my roadmap. Okay, okay, we're gonna compare roadmaps. Let's then. do roadmaps. Okay, okay, episode roadmap. 100. Here's what we're looking for for the future. For the future. Um, I've got uh, oh, a wait, wait, wait. Are we talk? We're not just talking computers, right? This is like our future, our tech roadmap. Our tech roadmap. Okay, yeah. this is such a great way to to uh, end the show. Yeah, here's here, we're wrapping up. Um, I've got a wedding to pay for. So that's, that's priority number one. Um, I think the next thing to make Lauren happy is we're going to get her a car. And I think she is not ready to go electric again. Mm-hmm. As you said, the, the landscape is, is really, Terrible really tough. Time. She, I think she's going to get a Prius. Excellent choice. Um, Excellent. you know, kind of did right in the middle. The high and amazing prices because they're, de- they're feeling the electric competition. They're feeling, yeah, they're feeling right. the heat. Uh, so we pay for the for wedding. Too. What would you say? It's a good choice for me too. <laughs> I, that's what I would say. Like you buy a Prius as a stopgap and then I'll buy it from you when you get your. Oh tussle. my God. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> cause she's driving my element still. I'm still driving my grandpa's truck. She doesn't like driving the element cause it has shot suspension and you feel every bump in the road. I love it cause of the storage and I don't care about sure, suspension. Sure. Um, but the truck is too big for her to drive every day. Uh, she, she's scared of like how big that truck is. Totally, totally. And then, so I'll give the truck back. I'll take the element back. I need to get a VTEC solenoid gasket fixed. <laughs> and then it'll be fine. And then the element will be set. Right. So we're going to buy a Prius. I'm going to sell my C200 and hope to God that the Canon R5C gets announced and use that money to buy that. 
Okay, do you have a plan B if it doesn't, though? Bug you to borrow the Sony A7S III and tell that camera. Bug me. This is what we do, man. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. We're, 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 a, we're a team, man. We're a team. We're a team. It's, it's, yeah, it's ours. Yeah. So. Um, we need to get some Rode Wireless Go 2. Yeah. Did so we order those? I haven't yet. Uh, okay. That, uh, that I will. That I will play. I'll probably do that tonight. Um, and then, yeah, my... My little cousin, he's my godson. He's turning 17 in April. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, he's going to go. Uh, I think he's going to have a senior year and then he's going to go off to college. I'm thinking he's probably the most likely candidate for my MacBook. Good choice. And then buy a MacBook. And congratulations to him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's getting older. Okay. What he's happened the to age... the 70 to 200? Oh, duh. yes. I also need a 70 to 200. I just need to save up and buy that. Where does it fit? Specifically, where does it fit in that workflow though? Or that, that roadmap? Sorry. That roadmap probably, you know what? Yeah. Maybe sell the C200 and immediately buy the 70 to 200. That would then... make an immediate impact on the, the, the day-to-day things that you do. Because yeah. You need that. You need that lens. Yes. Like it's, it's like a, people don't understand like they, Oh, why are you buying this lens? You know, you it's you the bread and it. butter. It's the bread and butter lens. lens. Yeah, that's why I didn't fuck around. I ordered the new one immediately. So the I'm, Sony, yeah, I'm hurting because you don't have it. You I sold don't have. Your. I sold mine. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get into that. Go on, go on. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think that's Was it. That it. I think that's it. Car. So car seventy to two hundred. Mm-hmm. Well, wedding car, wedding car. Yeah. The wedding is is default. Like that's all, all the money I have right now. is going into the wedding, uh, sell the C 200, uh, get a car, get a 70 to 200, um, R five C MacBook. Got it. 14 inch MacBook pro. Yeah. That's the, that's the 2021. That's a 2022. 2022. You may be, get a bumped MacBook by then. Like the next, the next rev- slight revision. Yeah, yeah. You know? that's the end. Of, that's the end of this year and in the next year. Yeah. Okay. What's uh? What's the what's the Gilbert roadmap? All right. So the the biggest things that I'm work, worried about right now, like my biggest friction points. Mm-hmm. Can you guess? It's not the cameras. No, that's we're set. gonna get into that. But yeah, that's and, set. and even microphones. Yep, we're really set. Well, I have one minor ex- ex- exception. Oh, really? To that. Really? Yeah, we're I, we're throwing away all the, these mics we just bought. You got the you got the four sixteen. It's right. I think to, we need another one of those. Ooh, so that's, man, that's one thing. That could but go nice. on. Um, it's the I O. Yeah, you need that, a, you a, need a you need a Thunderbolt four Cal Digity. Well, the thing is, like the the I my I O situation has been like the hardest thing for me to deal with in the last two years. It was <laughs> forever. So <laughs> it's never been so here's never the thing, not been an issue. The Mac Pro was looked like a great it looked like it was going to solve that problem for me but the problem is it tied so much io to which gpu you chose sure and the gpu had to be bought from apple right to have the four thunderbolt ports or whatever the three or whatever yeah and you get into lane limitations you get into controller limitations sure we are now finding that on the m1 uh, there's a tweet thread um, from one of the uh, one of the geniuses of Final Cut Pro, Ian Anderson. Uh, exactly, Ian e- Lane, Ian, Ian, uh, yeah, Ian. Uh, genius, uh, written some of the best books on Final Cut Pro. Made, has been teaching it for a decade. Worked with Cormelt to make their apps. So he's for sure 
like when I'm like, okay, this is an authority on something. Like I, I definitely shut up and listen because like at first I was like, this makes no fucking sense. Yeah. But then I tested it myself. And so what's happening is, is like it's, the controller on the M1 series of processors of Apple Silicon. Is it does, Thunderbolt 4? Yes. It's, it's no, it's no. not. It's no, the, the M1 ones are oh, Thunderbolt 3 Thunderbolt USB 3. 4. Yes. Sorry. So the difference is subtle, but it's significant. The Thunderbolt 4, the true Thunderbolt 4 ones have 32 gigabit lanes. 42, 40 gigabit is the total limit, but the lane size the, for distribution is 32 gigabits per lane. Mm-hmm. And you get double the lanes and double the size. Whereas on Thunderbolt 3, it's 16 gigabits per lane and half the lanes. So yes. you basically, the, you need to, it's like the, the Thunderbolt port is a highway. And mm-hmm. in that highway, you have multiple lanes, yes. and those multiple lanes can be switched between, in you know, as needed, as data needs increase or decrease, or what Bandwidth. have you. Yeah. But if you over, if you overdo one of those lanes, you're screwed. So Thunderbolt Four has doubled that, which is important. But the problem is, is like when I plug in a, a, a SSD, mm-hmm. there's two things that happen. One is that often USB 3.1 Type Two, whatever, can get often 10. misidentified. It's 10 gigabit per second limit. But it often is misidentified as five gigabit per second, yes. and your your transfer speeds when you're plugged directly in are cut in half. Um, I tested this multiple times on two SanDisk drives. The really one fast the SanDisk, first, yeah, the version one extreme, which is the little one, one terabyte, which I only had a five gigabit limit. Yeah, goes through, and the hardware was five gigabit. The port on the drive was not. It's ten gigabit. Yeah, but the hardware itself could only transfer four gigabit. I plugged in directly into my 2019 MacBook Pro, the 16-inch with Intel. Mm-hmm. It went at full speed. I pl- and this is all the same cable. Then I plugged it into my MacBook Air, my M1. It went half the speed. And you're using those CalDigit Thunderbolt CalDigit 4. Thunderbolt 4 universal cables yeah. for now. And <laughs> then I did the same thing with my Extreme Pro 2 terabyte, which is a very fast drive. Yeah. I got the correct speeds. On, on your close MacBook. to 10 gigabits, which is around 1100 megabits, megabytes per second. On your Intel MacBook Pro. On the Intel, plugged it in, got like 600 megabits per second, uh, megabytes per second on the uh, M1. So the MacBook M1 Air. is has serious issues. But then I took my CalDigit dock, my Thunderbolt 3 dock, plugged it in. That has its own controller. Right. Plugged in the drive to the M1 through the CalDigit. And I got full speeds because the CalDigit dock is taking the Thunderbolt lanes and then and then breaking it down, kind By of itself. like a, kind of like my power distribution issues I was yes, having on Friday. Yes, 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 yes. It was breaking it down to its USB controller. Exactly. So it's not it's not a th- no, it's not exactly a Thunderbolt issue. It's the it's the USB technically the USB side of Thunderbolt. Yeah. Because USB Thunderbolt is, has all the controllers built in, basically. Yes, that's part of the Display Pro. I mean, DP, a Display Port, mm-hmm. uh, USB, PCI, PCIe, all that shit is all part of the Thunderbolt standard yes. and USB four. Um, so the the turns out is that they still have these issues on the Thunderbolt, the true Thunderbolt four ports on, on the, the M1 MacBook. and M, uh, M1 Pro and M1 Max, which is really disappointing, right? Yeah. So that's one part of I/O. 
The other thing is like if you get a Thunderbolt 4 dock, you can finally have because of those those doubled lanes, you can finally have more ports. Like have actual you ever noticed, Thunderbolt ports. Yeah, have you yes. ever noticed that even with USB-C, you couldn't really find a USB-C dock that had more USB-C ports? No, just USB-A. That is because of the stupid ass speed limit and then also power distribution and all that. Yeah. So it's super confusing and super stupid, but the but Apple turns out they did not use quote, bog standard uh, <laughs> Thunderbolt 4 controllers, they use shitty ones. Or there's a software issue with addressing them, but that issue has been since Big Sur. Yeah, been and a whole it year. it continues through Monterey, or whatever the hell the software is called. What's yeah. it called? Monterey. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. Monterey, okay. Yeah. yeah, and it continues. Did that just launch? Is it out now? Yeah. And then Monterey oh, is now, to make matters worse, Monterey has this bug where you, people's USB-C docks are not being registered. So they're not even being recognized. So this is a big issue. So Damn. that's more. That's just like one part of IO. So with me, the biggest issue is like I plug in so much crap, mm-hmm. multiple displays, multiple and RAID and NAS, multiple things. Fancy keyboards. Fancy keyboards. <laughs> uh, we'll get to it at some other point. Um, and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So that's like, it's just too much. And then, it, you know, I overload stuff like, and if I don't plug it in in the exact right sequence through multiple Cal that's, Digit yeah, Thunderbolt 3 docs. Or your eGPU. Yeah, I will drop stuff and, it, you mm-hmm. know, so that be, that becomes a problem when you're trying to transfer sensitive files and, Wild. you know, you don't want that stuff to happen. So IO has been a big issue. So basically part of the way I solved that is I had a Mac mini, which I refer to as my managed dongle because <laughs> I basically used it so that I could take away some of the IO load, but then I'd have to transfer from one to the other, one which Mac is actually not Mac. that bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so, so basically if I were to do a MacBook Pro, Mm-hmm. I would do a 16 inch and this isn't quite p- being placed in the roadmap yet, but we'll get to that. I would do a 16 inch. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it would be ma- M1 max. And then four or eight, four terabytes. Or eight terabytes because yeah. I, against uh, best practices are a madman. I like to work <laughs> off of internal storage. It's very fast. It's I like to work fast. off of 7.4 gigabit per or gigabyte per second internal storage. And I think it's asinine to not. And the reason is because a lot of the old thinking had to do with about how you store caches, how you versus how you store work product and scratch. Yeah. They should be separate, which makes total sense because if you lose one, you don't lose the other. If the drive fails, a lot of that old thinking was based on spinning platters. Yes. Not just the fact that they were un, as not nearly as reliable, but the fact that the way they, the way they wrote in sequence in a circle means that data, data could be fragmented everywhere. Yeah, so data recovery yeah. would be difficult. Yeah. APFS does not work that way at all. Yeah, so and Apple's, fact, Apple's can... language for writing drives that's been out for now three years right. uh, has a much better handling for internal drives of your computer. And management and tables. There's this whole fancy fast lookup concept that you can enable per folder, but no, nobody does it and it's not on by default. And it, it makes a huge difference in how the organization happens, but nobody does it. But anyway... Uh, look for that in future iterations of Mac OS. But the point being is like the way chipsets work, like people, like I I get people like, Oh, I don't want to put a, like NVMEs, a pair of NVMEs in a single enclosure and use them in raid. And I'm like, what do you think the fucking storage on your computer is? Yeah. That's exactly what they're doing internally. Apple just happens to solder it on the board, but it's multiple chipsets that are then put in a series or series parallel, effectively added together to make one drive. 
it's the same exact thing. It literally is the exact same thing. And the way that SSD storage works is like things are siloed properly. You have way, way less chance of that kind of stuff happening. And people buy these drives and they don't take advantage of their speeds or they don't even store their fucking photo file on them or, you know. So look, if we were working on a huge like Netflix documentary, I guess, you know what, Kyle? I'm not going to put my caches and, and work product on the same drive. Huge raid. Huge raid. It's going to be on a raid with, you know, my six drives or whatever, and that'll be fine. But if I'm doing stuff for like our YouTube and all this stuff, plus yeah. I have backup. Look, no matter what you do, no matter what you do, your method, your your process is only going to be as good as your backups. Yes. So the point being is like, because we have huge files now and like we're right now we're recording idiotically in ProRes raw on a Ninja. No, ProRes HQ. Oh, we did. That's right. You're Not right. Raw. We, because we couldn't, we couldn't we fit enough have, time on We wouldn't raw. have been able to. One terabyte SSD and we can only fit. We need like a two terabyte SSD or whatever of for, ProRes raw. For this show. Right. And because of that, and because of like, you know, even doing ProRes raw on your iPhone, um, or HQ, excuse me, huge files, you're getting we're, like my needs are bigger and I'm transferring stuff locally and I would like to work off it very quickly. Yeah. Right. So that's one thing. So four terabytes would be fine. Eight terabytes would probably be even better. Um, just based on the stuff that I like to have, you know, my photo library, music, and then scratch available mm-hmm. scratch space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's, so then can the other big category is like my camera system. Having gotten the 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 second a Alpha One, yeah, getting rid of the A seven R four and getting rid of the A sixty six hundred and getting getting to use two Sony Alpha Ones at oh. once in a wedding, that was I'm jealous because like, was I wild. wanted to be doing that. I, <laughs> I was injured, you. but you look good with them, and they, I was like, wow, this is this is. It was actually kind of cool seeing it from the outside for a mo- for a bit, and because I got to see just how cool they look, you know, like they just really were. Fancy. And they were very cool to use. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a huge weight off my shoulders. They're very expensive, like more expensive than the fucking MacBook that I'm whining about. <laughs> and, but it, I don't even think about them in the same category because they're supplements to the huge investment in glass. Yeah. Right. And right. Right. I feel like with the they 70, top, they top the motors like exactly. so much faster than anything else we've used. Yeah. And plus they do everything else. The seven S three does and they match really well with it. And I and think it's close. It's close. I feel like it's close enough to the A7R4's resolution. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure, no, it's not for for still stuff like even portraits and doing touch ups and stuff like that. Like at the pixel level and size wise, for if I'm doing prints, like it, it doesn't. That little bit does make a difference. It's but nice. But it is close enough to where really even I made close. the decision. You know, yeah. 50 megapixels. The speed is plenty. Yeah. If you can't do it with that, you probably can't do it in the first place. <laughs> yeah. um, so you know, rethink your process. <laughs> but the mm-hmm. but. They're, they give me a lot of flexibility and a lot of relief and they get used all the fucking time between me and you. Yeah. So yeah. it's like they've been our workhorses and you know, now that you have the C70, it's been fantastic. And if you get an R5C, I feel like the, 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 the family is complete for a long fucking time. Yeah. And these, like, unlike the MacBook where we're like, oh, this is going to tempt me, this is going to tempt me. Like, unless we really go hard into AK, which isn't probably going to happen for the next five, six years. Like these are, I, I'm I'm thinking two or three, but yes. well, two or three, but we have enough for that two or three. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that. That's what I'm saying. Like with what these can do and what the what an R5C can probably do, we have enough to get to bare bones the 8K workflow for now. But for now, mostly it's all about pitch. You know, either doing stock footage yeah. or punching in, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. stock footage meaning like you see those big displays on 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 at Best Buy, <laughs> somebody's going to make the footage for it. Yeah, and. 
I feel like the big thing was glass. The biggest hang up in my glass has now been solved. Assuming it isn't a dud when I receive that 70 to 200. So I don't really have to think about camera stuff for a long time. No. A long time. I'm really hoping five years out of these bodies. You want to talk about roadmap? Like I think five years is legitimately doable with these bodies. If we need to invest in an AK workflow, hopefully we'll we're, be making the money to warrant. We're going to be there. Yeah. Right. And then glass roadmap wise, I can see maybe replacing the 24 to 70 down the line. If, if, and when a replacement comes. Yeah. We, yeah. And possibly adding a 200 prime. Really? Do it. Yeah. If they do it, uh, even the 85 is hard to replace because it's fine. Yeah. Um, there hasn't been any announcement for no. Yeah. So and that's it. Like my yeah. glass is like, I have the entire range. Mm-hmm. Um, like my 90 macro can be used as a good portrait lens in a pinch if I really oh, want it's that. Excellent. But yeah. then at that point I might as well use the 85 or the 135, the 135. But if I need something in between the 90s, fine. But if yeah. they did a 100 GM yeah. in this same style, I might get that. Especially if it's a macro too. No. Replace the 90. No, no. If it's a straight up normal, because their their one hundred is a is a portrait lens mm. that basically has a gradient of uh, bokeh. You know. So oh, they, does it have like a, a dedicated knob for a twist? No, it's just the way the glass is ground. Oh. So the bokeh works as it as it changes as it goes outward, right? Interesting. So it's a really a dedicated por- portrait lens, and also it works in T stops, which is interesting. So only only Sony GM glass is has a T stop scale. Interesting. So it's a beautiful lens, but just weird for me. And it's hard for me to understand. So I'm just afraid of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other possibility like is if they offer a tilt shift, uh, like a 14, 16. That would be cool. I would do that. Yeah. But either but either way, I'm fucking set for glass. Like I even have a beautiful probe lens. Yeah. Like that's, that that's, that's really fun. Yeah. Um, so we have that lighting. Which I still wish you would have got in the Canon EF no, since it's it. all passive. No way. No way. No way. For the, the lighting, I could see us having some increased lighting needs in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Apertures but, announced some really cool stuff, yeah. but they're way backed up. I ordered my, yeah. Uh, 60 X four months ago and I'm still getting product updates from B and H like, Hey, we haven't forgotten about you. Yeah. Like I hope you haven't. You have my money. Well, yeah. These cases were ordered a month prior to you mm-hmm. order those and they just showed up those after you made up. that. Yeah. I think it had to do with your video. Actually. I really do. <laughs> about I'm, I'm like I, I think aperture saw it and like or somebody bumped us up and bumped us because <laughs> i i joked about it i was like yeah I, I got and then we had like this whole competition with people of people who had like back orders for the super long yeah so it was really funny but the but yeah we're set on lighting for the most part um i could i would love to need a p600 or more um that'd be great but i think that roadmap wise so the actual roadmap now that you know kind of yes. like where i stand <laughs> Fuck you. But the, I had an to say hour it once. Later. An hour later. But no, it's really important to lay that foundation yeah, yeah, because yes, this yes. is our business, right? This is what we do. Yeah. And But the the point is, like, I don't really have any immediate tech needs. Sure. So the only thing I could see replacing is the computer setup is, is has a, like, it's all fragmented right now. Mm-hmm. And I really am paring down, like, as far as, like, what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I talked to Mark, Mark of the Markive. Um, about I'm going to pull my widescreen off my desk. 
Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll let the 5K, you, 2K. I was going to store it, but maybe I'll, I'll let you use it because the the thing is, is like <laughs> I would put it in a, in the storage because, mm-hmm. and the reason is I actually prefer working on that monitor, but that's because great. I, because I have the BenQ yeah. and it, it, the calibrated, that's the screen. thing. That's the thing that gets me because my goal going into next year is to really dive into resolve. Yeah. DaVinci resolve for a number of reasons. Uh, one, they've been even more forward thinking and looking about, for example, uh, Apple Silicon than e- than even in some cases Apple. Like they actually yeah. came out with native support before Apple, which is weird. And not and that they didn't they were, have it internally. They were highly featured in the the M1 right. Pro and M1 Max announcement. Even Blackmagic RAW benefits from the the M1s and M1 Maxes. Yes. Uh-huh. Although Mac Pros are still beating it in Blackmagic RAW specifically, if, sure. but you need an awful lot of Mac Pro for that to work. So they're competitive, considering, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, IMAX are on the horizon. So yeah. if I were to do that, I'm not interested in that now. Uh, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't. Uh, you. It would be very surprising to me if you said yes. I want an iMac. Yeah, Pro. Or so what'll happen is, look, okay, so this is what's gonna happen. I bought something new, which we haven't talked about. Uh, which is the first step in me learning Resolve, like really making it my main, right? It, and I bought the editor keyboard, the Resolve editor keyboard. Yeah. Not the speed editor, not the little thing, but a full-size keyboard. It's a fucking tank. It's gigantic. It's, it's huge. It's heavy. You let me see it just before we started recording. It it's has cool. some of the best knob feel from it's a product. It's got great knob the, feel. Th- my wife felt the knob and she said, I, I can feel it in my chest. It's so bad. Why, why are you laughing? I swear to you, Kyle, that's what she said. I have it on video. She said, it, this is the one of the most beautiful knobs I've ever felt. <laughs> I swear. Oh, Elise. Oh, I love her so much. She's the best. She really is. Especially when she gets angry. But the the she felt the knob and it was just, it was a magical experience for her. And that's what I knew. It, yeah, I've and I I I've briefly touched the speed editor. We have one at CMac, right. um, and it's got a very similar knob. I've, yeah, it is the same knob. I haven't really used it to edit, but I've just like tinkered around with it. It's it's very nice build, and then this one, yeah, is the same. So if you've if you've started with the speed editor, this could be a great addition to your DaVinci Resolve. Editing. Yeah, I don't know why you'd want both, but mm. really, I got the keyboard because it's got the permanent layout on it. Yeah, it also has the the entire like basically cut. It's basically designed for the cut page. It does. Yeah. It handles the edit page really well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do really much of anything in the color page besides the fact that it has the main layout on the the main shortcuts yeah. hard map on the keyboard. But it's an excellent editor's keyboard right. if you're editing in Resolve. So my first step is just get competent with cut and edit pages, mm-hmm. and then. Be, the reason for the BenQ is because it's calibrated. It's hardware calibrated. I'm not Flanders Flander Scientific Light yet. I want to continue my journey of learning color. And that's what yeah. I've been focusing on. So that is my literal only focus besides this work for next year. And if I just, once I get into more of the color page stuff, I probably get a micro panel. Since And the reason for the, the all this is like everything went down in yeah. price. Yeah. And it included licenses. So like it was a thousand dollar keyboard, which is asinine. That's so much. Money. And it did not include a Re- Resolve Studio license. It should have. It should have. Yeah. And the micro, the, the speed editor 
was 300 bucks and included the, the the license. Although I think now it, it is $400 and includes the license still. Oh, okay. Yeah. It yeah. went up. Yeah. We got it at CMAC just before the, and the also the micro panel was a thousand bucks is now 700 bucks and um, includes a license and includes a license. So I would Which give that cool. license to you. Oh, really? Thanks. Oh, I know. Imagine that. But the, <laughs> but the, so you, so we editor would have a license we'll, would be covered on DaVinci resolve studio yeah. licenses. Um, and we could still share, share stuff with the basic free version anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and a lot of people yeah. use that as an intermediary for converting and stuff. And I wouldn't, but I wouldn't be able to use the C70s MXF files Correct. without the studio. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I'd, I'd have to make sure I record in right. MPEG. Yeah. But if I'm getting the micro panel, like this is like an aspirational thing. Like if I get that micro panel, it means that I have been successful at yeah. doing what Learning, I Learning, yeah. setting out what you yeah. meant to do. Yeah. And there's so much stuff about it that I prefer over Final Cut and Premiere. And what's awesome, which I'm not really talking about right now, is that it includes Fairlight. And Fairlight is a really genuinely good, solid audition replacement for me, which means mm-hmm. I can finally get rid of Adobe except for the photographer part, <laughs> which means that, but that means my could subscription is in half. Yeah. You could step and down I don't have to have Premiere or anything else. So that would be how I would do this. So the, the thing is, is, like, if I, what's awesome about getting a new MacBook Pro, okay? if I did it is I would get rid of my eGPU. I would be able to keep the MagSafe at the desk and charge off of just, you know, my normal uh, USB-C stuff. Right. Yeah. On the go. It won't be fast charging, but that's fine for travel. Yeah. 16 inches already. You don't want to carry a big brick with you. Yeah. Um, I, the eGPU off the desk is huge. That's like, huge. Another display off the desk is huge. Just mar- living with one display mm-hmm. for me is is huge, even though it's not as preferable as my ultra wide, which I love. The 5K, 2K LG display is so cool. Even, yeah. you know, what, three years later, it's... Well, there's see, the thing is, is like, n- there's nothing that does what it does yet. Yeah. At the same, you know, with the same resolution, the same DPI, the same color, mm-hmm. um, and with the same IO, you get a hub built in and it's Thunderbolt. It charges. Yeah. It's such an excellent com- display and there's nothing on the horizon. And be- uh, it's like, because it's the pinnacle, because really everybody wants to switch to mini LED as a stopgap for better OLED. Right. Right. So or and that's kind of the- micro LED. Yeah. Yeah. Or micro LED. Exactly. So that's kind of the place we're in right now. Yeah. But, you know, really... If I were to get a MacBook Pro, I've been complaining about the I.O. situation, but really I'm going to simplify my I.O. Yeah. As a result, so finding, I'll take away the EGPU. Yeah. I'll take away the display. I've decided that I'm going to, if I do an 8 terabyte, I'm going to break up my 16 terabyte SSD RAID. Wow. And I will use those as as um, Ninja drives. Hey. Which, you know, we'll get. Then we can finally we can do get the show in ProRes Pro Raw. <laughs> On two terabytes. No, we can't. We've already been recording for uh, an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> but yeah. And I think it would be, I don't know. I think that's the way to go. Like basically, all right, you said it, you settled it. Like I'm, I'll just order a MacBook Pro tonight. Wow. Wow. We're making, we're making moves here on yeah. the editor podcast, editor 100. I'll sell my, I'll trade in my, my 16 inch. I will keep the Mac Mini, but sell the eGPU. But sell G, sell the eGPU. Keep the Mac Mini as a backup, backup Intel machine. Yeah, yeah. And also my home server. 
Yeah. It'll still You're live media. on top of the NAS. Mm-hmm. I'll redo the NAS. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll build it from scratch again. <laughs> again, again. Again, again. <laughs> and yeah. Wow. There's a, there's a song in Sayonara Wild Hearts called like Begin Again. You know that song? I can't. Yeah. I'm tired, but it, I might, but I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired too. You know wow. what? We, a hundred episodes. hundred episodes, man. We've made, we've made moves. We set, we've laid out the plan, raise a glass, hundred episodes. Here's to.
watermelon. 